Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Atain. And this is Rob. Hi. Welcome to another episode after two <laughs> weeks. It's the E3 <laughs> extravaganza. Oh, yeah, that's what... Yes. Well, hey, last week Celebrate. was last week was nuts. There was E3. There was a lot of stuff happening. A lot of news was breaking. We couldn't even keep up with it. Yeah, I don't even know if we've kept up with it even today. Once this is finished, oh my god, There's I, so much. Well, like seriously, I feel like this episode could be like nine hours long if we want to talk about all the news that happened at E3. But we promise it won't. Yeah, luckily, luckily for you, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, so I guess let's start like the way we always do. We might as well just go right into right? it. Like, yeah. While America continues to swirl down the drain, yep. some stuff happened. Uh, stuff about us that's more fun to talk about than the world right now. Because, holy shit, let's not even bother. Like, it's covered a lot. This is not a podcast about that. They call it June Gloom for a reason. Can we just, do you think it'll be over at the end of June? Yes. Oh my god. Because everybody's happy after Independence Day. Because you have hot dogs and, and like, Barbecued stuff, I, like barbecued vegetables if you're vegan. I was like, I do feel like we just canceled the 4th of July this year. America's kind of had it. <sighs> anyway, n- enough about that. Yeah. Let's, talk let's about, not start with that. Let's talk about fun, <laughs> nerdy things. Yeah. And things that we like, things we're excited about, because that's, I think, kind of what we need right now. Well, this is our, our official um, E3 slash Pride episode, since yeah. we haven't <laughs> had an episode since even LA Pride happened. Uh, but we did record an episode and release it early June, which is still Pride Month. That's true. Well, te- did you know like how many cities do Pride outside of June? It's crazy. It goes all the way to September, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought June was Pride Month. Yeah, but no. I mean, it's kind of awesome that it just continues, but also uh, I was just surprised because I thought like San Diego was in June, but apparently it's in July. And I think um, Santa Cruz is in, like, August. Valley Pride, because that's a thing we have, is in, I think, September. Wow. It's yeah. nice. Actually, I had fun when I went to Valley Pride, like, nine years ago. Venice Pride happened in June. I didn't go, but it's hmm. cute. Is I, it? I like I Venice. Mean, I mean, I drove by it. I didn't stop, but it was cute. It's, you know, it's Venice. When it's queer, it's the best. I've always wanted to do Long Beach Pride. A lot of people I know love it. It's, it's never kind of rough. Oh, is it? It's a little rough. <laughs> Well, I always see a lot Stick of to like San Francisco. I always see a lot of like big burly beardy men there, and it just seems like uh, maybe I found my people. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you'll find them in yeah other prides even more. As so. I feel like I don't see them in San Francisco very much whenever I've done Pride then, but I haven't been to San Francisco Pride. I was going like... to say that's all I see when I'm there. Oh really? I always feel like I see just a a lot of. I, I, the nice thing about San Francisco Pride, I always feel there's a huge amount of lesbian representation there, which is amazing. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, well, they have the whole Dykes on Bikes on. Saturday, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always feel like it's kind of the same sort of like, you know, fairly young, twinkie kind of scene. But you know, it's yeah. still, it's it's a good party. Well, I was at this Pride for yes, LA. Which I miss. I might as well just go right into it. Please. And I'm not going to dwell too much. Pride is a shit show. <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. Like the way they display the lights at night, the screens, stunning. Like the way they set up their performance stages, it's like 100% like triple A event like phenomenal but it's a fucking madhouse and if i never go inside another pride again i will not be unhappy but going to the place outside of pride is just fine for me 
So on Sunday after the parade, I went to Gym Bar, mm-hmm. and um, uh, L.A. Valiant was doing their uh, little gay pride celebration there. Which I do love that Overwatch teams are actually making a point to do sort of outreach and yeah. events. That's awesome. And it was it was really fun. It was really crowded, so we, um, me and my bar, friends left. That yeah, bar is like the size of a closet. It's so tiny. So we left, and then we came back, and we got in, and it was really cute. And, and I didn't even have to pay. That's good. Yeah, could, the bouncer was like, "This one doesn't have to pay," and I was like, That's right. "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, who, who's with you?" I was like, "These two. He's like, "They don't have to pay either." Like, that's fabulous. That's awesome. Thank you. So we went there, celebrated, and um, speaking of LA Valiant, they won the semifinals against um, NYXL for nice. yeah for stage four. Unfortunately, my outlaws did not make it to the playoffs. They did not. I'm sorry. It's okay. They had a chance. They had to beat. I watched the game. Yeah, they did. They did. Like they beat one of the two teams. They did beat. I think they did Philadelphia, beat Philadelphia. Yeah. And they didn't. Right. Yeah. But no, they did beat. Like yeah, they beat New York. I think and Philadelphia, and they beat New York. I think. I don't remember or something. But they had to beat two, and they beat one of them. Yeah. But bummer. And then the next day was um, L.A. Valiant versus the Gladiators. So it was mm, the battle LA, for L.A. Yeah. And that was a very close game. Really. Uh, yeah. L.A. Valiant, the first first round, kicked their ass. Like you thought it was just gonna. Oh, this is gonna be one quick game. But no. Then Gladiator beat them the next two rounds, and so they were sweating bullets. Oh, jeez. And then L.A. Valiant came back and won, and it was just like, wow, that was so close. So it was, yeah, it's very exciting. They won $100,000 for the team. And, hey, anybody who puts out rainbow Valiant patches, I am all, I will support that. Yeah, well, especially it's like a mercy thing also. Oh, my God, I will watch over you. Um, it's funny, I always have a hard time with West Hollywood Pride, just because I feel like the Pride event is okay, but it's like 25 bucks to get in, and it's pretty small in there. Like, I always feel like it's really expensive. Oh, it's so compact. Well, and like, and then the, the fucked up thing- It is thing, expensive. And the thing I hate is like, and then I'm like, oh, cool, I'll just, I won't go to the festival, but I'll hang out near it at bars. Every yeah. bar has a cover. And I- uh, Most bars. Beaches yeah. did not. I went to beaches twice, and that and was fabulous. I have pretty strong opinions about a bar with a cover. Like, I get a club with a cover, but not a bar. Yeah, and, but it's a special event. Yeah, but like you know, I've I gotten so spoiled by like San Francisco Pride, which is you know the, the Pride Festival itself is massive. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free. You can donate if you want. No, I know. And so like yeah, I feel so spoiled that I my first Pride luckily was San Francisco, um, just because some friends took me there. I didn't even know that I would care. And then um, I came to LA Pride and I was like, oh, this is. Very crowded, much more expensive, and I'm not getting what I want out of it. Yeah. Um, but they had like, some really good performers. You know, they had a it is close to home. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's close to home. You could just walk down the street. You don't have to take a cab. It's well, I don't. It's yeah. free for me. Oh, that's except awesome. the tickets. No, even my tickets were free because yeah, I'm you trans. In, well, and also like, and I don't they like if you live in the city, do you get um, like a free ticket or something like that? Because I don't live in West Hollywood proper. Oh, uh, well, maybe, but I got it for through a trans something. That's awesome thing. And look at you, you don't have to pay for fucking anything, girl. I'm a minority, so <laughs> they give, yeah. which is nice. Well, nice. For I mean, I feel like that's the least they can do for the shit I have to put up with on a daily basis. <laughs> so you had a good pride, though. Um, yeah, it was good. It was very drunk. 
It was a very drunk At a girl. At a girl. Yes. And um, yeah, I had a really good time. And then I did an article. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote an article that featured us. Yay. The different, uh, for The Advocate, which is a queer um, magazine. And it's like the queer magazine. Yeah. The queer polit. Remember Out? Is Out still a thing? Out, I think might still be a thing but like the advocate is like the closest we've ever had to something along the lines of say like newsweek yes or time yes like vanity is, fair newsweek time well not even vanity no, Fair. you're right yeah because it's, it's more it's, political yeah it's very political very news heavy not so much zeitgeist or uh entertainment necessarily yeah. like it has yeah. some entertainment but it feels very um you At- know uh, pro, uh, proactive. It's very um, political. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's very. Um, it has a mission beyond entertaining. Yeah, and, yeah. And so yeah, the advocate has always had, like, yeah. I always think of the advocate, and I think of like Hillary Clinton on the cover, or like just somebody who like, or uh, Janet Mock, like somebody who's doing mm. like a who's making a big statement and and using their platform in a way that really kind of furthers the cause, It'll benefit the community. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was very exciting to be asked to write that, and I wrote it, and it was published, and it's out there, and I it's on our Twitter, and it's on the Instagrams, yeah, on, and Instagram, and fa- our Facebook too, I think. Which it's like very exciting. I, I was very proud of you. Thank you, thank you. So that was fun. Yeah. What have you been up to? Um. Well, I mean, tell me about yeah your life. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of E three stuff. Um, we can get to E three in a minute, but let's let's talk TV and and shit. Uh, Todd and I saw Hereditary. Oh, yeah. And? Fun. Was it? It's fun. I was asked to go to a screening, and I did not. Why did you not go? I wasn't feeling it. Oh. Well, like, it is, uh, a lot of people are claiming it to be sort of the next new generation, like, voice of horror. A lot of people are saying it's the next sort of level of horror. It's horror elevated. Um, every like we, uh, my the company I work for did the second trailer for it. Um, not the first trailer that got a lot of the attention, but um, we did a second trailer, which is still a it's a great piece. Mm. Um, and um, it was funny because as soon as we got the the movie in in the house in the shop, uh, all the editors that were working on it would just sort of they wouldn't tell you much about it because they want to ruin it and also i mean just why would they um but they would all sort of just say like holy shit hereditary like it gets under your skin it's a movie really it is it's fucked up um a lot of people say it's like one of the scariest movies in years i don't know if it's necessarily scary but it's upsetting and it definitely leaves you with a feeling like todd and i went to go see it the thursday night that it opened yeah um we went to like an 11 o'clock show it started a little bit late well it's a oh yeah i ran into you yeah you were just getting out of the uh just getting out of the sense eight uh finale premiere yeah i'll talk about that and so like uh we saw that so we didn't get home until like 1 1 30 and uh when we got home i was tired and i was like ready to go to bed and honestly like you could show me deeply upsetting movies and i'm like going to bed because i can sleep through anything and it's and they don't really affect my dreams that much no i was fine todd was like i need to play some candy crush like watch some golden girls i need to do something because there's a couple of things that the movie a couple of buttons that the movie presses that were like things that todd does not like watching like there are some things i don't like watching i don't like say what they are uh, i don't want to go into details about specifically about what upsets him just because i don't want to ruin any of the movie but like i mean like for me for example like there's a handful of things i don't like watching in movies i don't like watching teeth break I don't like watching fingers or toenails being removed. I don't like seeing heads being put in a toilet. It makes me cringe. <laughs> See, look, there's there's like things that just like you have a hard time with. And like this movie kind of hit a lot of the ones that upset Todd. 
Um, and it was real. I I liked it a lot. I had a ton of fun with it. But yeah, it's not essentially like horror so much as it is. Um, it doesn't like the movie's not so much scary as so much as it its language is dread. Like think like almost like it follows. It follows wasn't especially scary, but its entire mood, start to finish, is this feeling where just you're worried about what's going to happen next. Isn't it's dread. The director or writer, same one who did the witch. No, it's same. Same distrib- uh, distribution company, A24. Oh, uh, okay. So that's it. It's, that's it. Never and it's mind. the biggest opening that A24 has had since The Witch. Uh, it's only their third movie to ever get a wide release following The Witch, and uh, it comes at night. But um, the director is like, I think he's like 26 years old. I think it's his first movie. Wow. Like, he's done short films, I think. I don't think he's done a movie movie until now. So wow, he's that's a, impressive. Yeah, he's a fresh young voice. Tony Collette is fucking fantastic in it because she's, she's fantastic. She's yeah. so diverse. Yeah. Well, and like, and uh, apparently, like, the, the boy uh, her, who plays her son in this movie, uh, he was in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Do you want to die? <laughs> Just kidding. There we the Babadook. Oh, okay. Who's that pride? Again. Um, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he um, yeah, he was in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And um, he was apparently a Disney star. He was part of the Naked Brothers band. Oh, um, Naked Brothers? Which is a weird name for a Disney show. It was a Disney show. Huh. But yeah. Uh. Anyway, but yeah, he, he, uh, he's great in it. Like, the cast is really good. It's got some great performances. I know right now, I think uh, there's some talk of Oscar for Tony Collette because she's so good in it. I really liked it. It's it's a cool movie. I don't want to oversell it, but it, it's creepy. It's worth seeing. It is a movie about, like, grief. Yeah. So if... And mothers. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a hard time with some, you know, just a general feeling of... Foreboding. Uneasy and foreboding for the entire movie, uh, then uh, I'd say not, don't go. But like, if you can handle it, it's pretty fun. Hmm. Um, we also saw. Is it like, ooh. sorry, no, are, okay. are, there, are there jump scares or is it more like just like an unease? Unease mostly. There's a few little jump scares, but to be honest, it is a movie that really does tend to um, get under the skin. Yeah, and it, and I appreciate a horror film that doesn't just need loud noises to 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 shock you. Yeah, it's a movie that you are kind of like making it scary more yeah. than the movie is it's no pretty, i hear you pretty great good um we also saw a horror film that is uh the exact opposite on the quality meter we saw this uh the strangers pray at night oh yeah the new one the sequel to the strangers uh-huh. bad yeah it was uh it was real bad yeah like i didn't know there was a sequel like and you know i don't want to say runtime is the definitive you know sort of measure of a movie because it isn't but um thank god it was only 85 minutes credits included because it was that bad like eight, 80 minutes felt like too long that editor must have been in hell <laughs> well, and like yeah todd and i watched it and we were just like multiple times we were just like this is this is bad right like i'm it's not just i'm in like a mood or something this is straight up bad because it just wasn't good it was bad I'm sorry well it was fun to watch though because it was so bad kind of but i'd never want to see it again can i recommend a good horror film to see please the boy the boy it's on netflix i'm gonna look at the poster it's about and i'm just gonna talk about the first like literally what happens in the first 10 minutes it's about this woman who is american she moves to i think it was england or somewhere in europe to take to babysit basically while this um the parents of this kid go off on a vacation she gets to the house and the kid is literally a doll like a doll made of porcelain oh i remember hearing about this movie yeah when it came out and so she thinks it's a joke and anyway like everybody seems like the family acts as if the doll is alive and so she starts to like 
things start to happen and she's like, oh, fuck, what's really going on here? Because she's stuck in this house with this damn doll that she has to take care of. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I hear you also watched a uh, movie that I watched. Yes. A and few I weeks saw ago. Uh, Veronica about, yeah, about the Ouija board and seance and demonic possession. It's very fabulous. Just fun, right? It's in Spanish. It is in Spanish. So if you are not in the mood to read, don't watch it. But it was really good. And the actress was really good, too. Um, yeah. I liked her. I don't, yeah. I don't know her name. She's really pretty. But then when things turned ugly, you could see it. Yeah. She looked kind of creepy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a good um, little gem. Those are both on Netflix, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I started watching Queer Eye Season 2. How is that? I love it. Jonathan is my spirit beast because he's just magic. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then I went to the Sense8 finale. And I saw Deadpool 2. But so busy. That, that's just a lot of shit. Let me say, Sense8 finale was so cute, and Jamie Clayton looks so beautiful. And if you haven't watched the season, I know I've boasted about it before, but watch seasons one and two, because the finale is better than a movie. Lana Wachowski directed it herself, and it is super stellar. And you get the feels, and I've watched the last 25 minutes of the finale like seven times. Really? Yeah, because it's just so beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, also on the TV front, um, in the last couple of days, actually, I've watched all of, I finished season one and watched all of season two of the HBO original show High Maintenance. Do you know that? that? It's really fun. You um, watch a lot of um, comedy or drama, coms mm-hmm. and I don't typically watch those. I watch a lot of dramedy. Yeah. yeah. No, and like it, um, this one, it's it's, it's mostly a comedy. Um, it's about a, uh, a, a weed dealer in New York City who, um, like, it's about him and his clientele, and he just goes, like, he's on his bike, and he gets a text saying, hey, you want to hang out? And he goes to their house, and, like, duh. And so, like, he's... Like Netflix and chill? No, like, that's just the code for, do you want, like, are you available to sell me drugs? Oh, gotcha. And, um, and so, like, you know, and you just get, like, a little wind, a little glimpse into all these people's lives through him. And it's actually really funny, and it's kind of quirky, and it's, it's a fun show. Uh, it started off as a web series. Okay. It's a good web series, and um, I think all 13 episodes of it were picked up by HBO, and they're actually on the HBO Go app. They have the complete web series, and they have season one, which is like six episodes that HBO made at a half-hour length. And what's it called again? High Maintenance. That's, and then That's very cute. And then season two is 10 episodes, and season two is significantly better than season one, and season one was really not bad. Okay. So anyway, that was a fun show. It's nice. um, it's not just it's not even really stoner humor. It's just him being the delivery boy. Yeah, it, it's more of a story about people who just... It's like Amistad Mopens. Remember that he was a queer writer? Tales from the City? I was like, what is it called now? I was going to say Sex in the City. I was like, that's not right. What's his name? Armistad Mopen? Mopen? Yeah. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But yeah. And that was made into a Showtime original movie starring Laura Linney. Yes. Never saw it. Yes, it was. But I could like paint you the cover. This is Downton Abbey. And I'm Laura Linney. (laughs) I don't follow. Masterpiece Classics. (laughs) Oh, okay. On PBS. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh are we doing our npr voices yes we are we're, um, we're i'm doing uh, my sexy npr voice we're member supported uh, community service of santa monica college streaming and <laughs> podcasting at kcrw.com kcri indio palm springs kcru oxnard ventura somebody's done this before oh i just listened to a lot of kcrw oh like a lot 
Huh. Yeah, I, I know all about Garth Trinidad and uh, and you know, Juno Alaska, <laughs> Cherry Glazer. Yes, Juno. Juno. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, are we ready to move on to E three stuff, or is anything else happening with you? Uh, saw Deadpool two today. Uh, yeah. What What'd you think? Super cute. Fun, right? I liked it. Like, I like that darker Marvel humor better than I like the the silly. But you know, give and take. Well, and I was actually amazed. I like the homage to Logan. Well, <laughs> that was really funny. Well, and I love the um, was it uh, I I not love this, but like I think this is I, I wasn't really expecting this. Um, the the girl, the the mutant, the lesbian mutant. Yes, she's supersonic, super hot, teen, whatever yeah, her name is, Justin Bieber. Yeah, she is stunning. Oh my god, like, her black hair. She looks so like I mean, it's funny because she looks like a supermodel. Like I liked her whole look she had going on in Deadpool one, but like she lost the she, baby. Fat. I was gonna to say she looks like a different person oh she's like a fucking model now it's yeah. crazy when i saw her i was just like get it and she good has for sexy you girlfriend seriously like yeah. I, I love it. there's a gay x-man like in this world and yeah. she is like just a beautiful actress yeah. like i remember just seeing her i was like i, I think I, actually, I leaned it todd i was like oh my god what happened in two years yeah like, i know isn't that crazy crazy she yeah 360 yeah like she just she lost the baby fat and it's just like poof yeah model. The, the other kid who's the new mirror and he got all the baby fat <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, it was, but, um, that movie's fun yeah and it was very graphic and gruesome and like it went in for the hardcore like stunts <laughs> yeah yeah it was crazy really good and karen got a lot of screen time Taxi oh yes yes, yeah. yes yes yeah i yeah he's a yeah. friend of mine so and i've worked with him on a film so yeah he's cute he's like the no power superhero yeah. <laughs> i guess yeah but. and i like josh brolin as well. I love the fact that he's the new default villain in Marvel movies. He's Thanos and he's Cable. Oh. He's like an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. At least I did like him. He was more of an anti-hero than a villain. Um, He also, by the way, looks amazing. He's like 50 or oh, something. Oh, he looks stunning. Yeah, he's in His body is crazy shape. In shape. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Great for him. Right? Yeah. I was trying to think if there's something else from Deadpool that I loved. Oh, the introduction to X-Force. Huh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god, I cannot wait for X Force now. Because <laughs> that's coming out. So, so that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing, sorry, there's a lot happened in two weeks. I went to the Jim Henson exhibit at Skirball. How was that? Talk about wanting to cry at every turn because it was just so, was that bad? so beautiful. <laughs> no, Rob. Quite the opposite. Tears of joy. I don't understand. You're not in any sort of physical pain. The only kind of pain a man can understand. So why the tears? Oh, I know. You have to have emotions to understand. But the second you walk into the exhibit, Kermit the Frog is right there to greet you. You mean Kermit the Frog? Kermit the no, he always pronounces it he's like I'm Kermit. Hi, ho, I'm Kermit the Frog here. But he always goes like he was a hard the. He's like Kermit the Kermit Frog. Kermit the Frog. The. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. They, 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 and they, they had Dark Crystal stuff there too, right? Dark Crystal That's Labyrinth. The, Dark Crystal's the important one. Oh my God, the Skeksis. They had Lord Chamberlain. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Love that. They movie. had even the fucking finger picks they used to pick up their food. Remember they had those like bediamond like yeah. razor things? Oh. 
so fucking cool. Well, and like, I imagine they're either recreating or dusting those things off for the Netflix series. Yeah, I think they're recreating. Because so. those look like museum articles. Oh, so excited. Yeah. Ah. They had Sesame Street. They had a lot of his early work there, which was really funny. So if you go and you're in LA, um, just take your time to like listen to all like the videos and things. Because I know when people go to museums, they're like, oh, videos. I don't want to waste my time. But they're really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it was fun. Well, well, I guess before we get into E3 stuff, one sort of uh, personal thing, not direct, I mean, you know, um, so fan and friend to the podcast, Jim. Hi, Jim. Um, so uh, Jim had a, a family thing where um, yes. a family member is in the hospital right now. Yes. And so we are sending good vibes, good vibes your way. Um, it sounds like things are going well so far. Good. But still, um, definitely sending good vibes your way. And yeah. um, and we love you. Yeah. So take care of yourself and your family in yeah. these times. And um, yes, wanted to just send a little quick, you know, good juju via audio. Yeah. Because um, we're thinking about you. That's a good shout out. Yeah. Right? Um, so I guess now let's on let's go on to, to video gamey stuff. Right? Yes. Well, also, no, also yeah. of the up to thing, I guess. Yeah. I was at E3. Oh yeah. So I missed I missed uh, LA Pride because um I was at the Microsoft press conference on Sunday. Yes. And so um that was fun, but we can get into all the press conferences later yeah. uh, during our newsy stuff. But yeah, so I was at E3, keeping busy, running around, seeing some stuff on the show floor, lots of client lunches and dinners and stuff. And I had I had one trailer come out for E3. I had one one trailer drop. Oh. Because I produced... I know which one it is. The reveal for Assassin's Creed Origins. It's so fucking good. Um, and so now I can stop playing dumb because I don't know if you... Wait, would... Origins? Oh, sorry, not Origins. Odyssey. Sorry. Old Habit. I was like, what? Sorry. <laughs> I worked on Origins for a full yeah. year. Over a year, actually. Uh, I worked on Origins for about uh, 13, 14 months. So, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, the announced trailer came out, and um, I was really proud to have that thing get out there. It looks so good, well, and, I can, and I can finally stop playing dumb. Because seriously, like I talk about it on the episode we did with Nick, where I was like, "Oh yeah," and it leaked via a keychain that looks like a Spartan helmet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you just gotta, you know, but gotta yeah. keep those secrets. Um, it, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Do we need another Assassin's Creed game a year later?" It's only been a year. Yes, we do, because this looks <laughs> a fucking amazing. Well, and it, they used to be a yearly entry, and that was totally fine. Like, every year, from Assassin's Creed 1 through... Uh, yeah, I wonder why people got so butthurt about this one being so close. Well, I think it's just because the year off was nice to give people a little bit of a break. I mean, that year off, the movie happened. But, like, still, it was a year off from an Assassin's Creed game, which is always nice to just get a little bit of a break. Because yeah. it does make you appreciate it when you come back to it. Plus, Origins was so good that like and there's still dlc stuff coming out no the dlc for origins is done oh it's over okay. um but it the dlc is plentiful there's tons and it's good and so i do feel like origins like people were both excited to come back to the franchise after a year and also the game they came back to was real good and so i think everyone is sort of like oh well taking a year off made the franchise awesome yeah again like it made it great to come back to and so maybe people are thinking like we need another year but like honestly um i'm really excited about odyssey just as a game like oh like, i'm super stoked yeah i like the idea of being able to play it the entire game as cassandra um because i don't know if you saw that during the ubisoft press conference no they 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 made a big deal about making a point to this like, cassandra so they made a big deal to talk about how this game is a, it's a game about choice and or a lot there's a lot of choice involved and the first choice you will make is will you play through the game as alexios or Cassandra. 
And it's not like a back and forth. It's there, one or it, the other. It's not like Jacob or Evie where you can change it on the fly. Gotcha. It is from the very beginning, like before you start your game, you will have either Alexios or Cassandra. So you either could choose male or female. And uh, and they're both like pretty dynamic characters. It, like there should be a lot going on here. It should be fun. What's um? What are their like special? Like what are their weapons? Um. Well, like the, the big thing in this one is um that uh they are wielding the broken spear of Leonidas. Oh, Spar- oh Leonidas. Leonidas. Sorry, yeah. I was like Leonidas. Uh, so yeah, Leonidas. And so um, because they are uh, so yeah, they they're brandishing his spear, which is like has powers. Gotcha. So um, or Sparta. Yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, and I am excited about getting their hands on it. We well, I've always been a huge geek for Greek mythology. I've when I went to UC Santa Barbara, I was a literature major, and I took as many classic Greek classes as I could. And I must have read the Odyssey, the Iliad, and um, and Ulysses a hundred times yeah each of them and i still love those stories well it's yeah. like yeah i'm yeah i'm just excited to 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 get back into an assassin's creed game like i i, I play one a year and so i'm gonna get this one yeah like i i was i liked the egyptian one origins i wasn't sold 100 percent on it but greek mythology i'm totally there so well and I, one thing that's really very cool about this is just because of the greece the grecian uh sort of setting um there's a lot of variety in the world because like you know egypt is very desert yeah uh, and this is a much more diverse sort of landscape ornate and... yeah there's a lot more lush greenery mm-hmm. and a, a lot more water and and you got yeah well they both had gods there's even an icy or a snow-covered mountain and like there's a volcano like there's all sorts oh, of like, mount olympus yeah just, even in the trailer you can see there's there's so many different uh locations that are represented Super cute. and so um yeah i'm really proud of that trailer and i'm glad that it is finally out there yeah and so. it's action-packed and it looks really nice so well thank you congratulations thank you yeah so i guess uh well what are you playing well i think that'll be up for a golden trailer next year i hope so yeah i would think so i would think so so what are you playing right now um you know it's been two weeks i know but i (sighs) i've been on an overwatch kick i know and i finished three anniversary and i got a lot of cool shit which was nice and i've started competitive play seriously you're way further in the in overwatch now than i ever was like what level are you at as a um i'm 110 i think so you're up to just 10 now because you've already kind of rolled over star plus 10 yeah Great! like i just cracked 50 really i finally hit 50 well that's good though that's something yeah but i started competitive play and that's a whole nother beast oh yeah competitive play is is i got placed this is my first time playing it and so i went through the 10 rounds of placement i got placed in gold which isn't bad that's good i can think of two things worse than it yeah exactly (laughs) i feel i should have been placed in platinum and i'm not being conceited i'm just saying they throw you on teams that are kind of mismatched sometimes Mm. and sometimes it's just not it's just not a fair battle like i'm afraid to play competitive because i feel like i'll only play with friends of mine that you know people who i work with yeah and they're all really good and last thing i want to do is be dead weight on a competitive team yeah i am i like playing with really high level actually i oh this is an interesting story so this guy named joe who was watching my stream Mm -hmm. he is from iceland and he um is the second highest ranked overwatch player in europe i think really yeah his like character emblem is like full of like platinum and gold and stars and this and it's like the craziest looking it's like what is that an ornate uh 
yeah, frame around his character. Really? But, um, but so it's interesting because he's kind of been mentoring me as nice. we go and we play together and he like gives me tips and pointers and, but he says I'm a, actually a really good player, which is nice to hear. So does he encourage you to put away the gun and heal people? No, he says, <laughs> uh, he says so I'm you, actually a really, you uh, as a battle mercy is crazy. Yeah, it's impressive. Says, yeah, I kind of have an organic play to mercy that is kind of rare, he said. But nice. I don't know. Maybe he's just hitting on me. He could hey, do that, too. Either way, that's <laughs> either way, that's good news. Yeah, either way, it's good news. So, and oh, and for um, Nick, I have been playing a little bit Sombra. So thank you for the inspiration with my little Funko Pop. Because I'm, she's a tough one, but I'm getting used to her. Her guns feel real good. I don't know. I like, I like. Her guns feel shoots. good, but they're kind of weak. So unless you're like literally pressing them against your enemy, you're not doing much damage. Well, so, okay. So I during the anniversary event, um, one of my favorite ways to get through the arcade playlist was Mystery Heroes. I like, uh, yeah. I like Mystery Heroes though, because like it just too. yeah, it forces me to kind of play a little differently. Yeah. And I actually had a couple of good runs where like I didn't embarrass myself as Widowmaker. Like I, I lived long enough to earn Ultimate, which wow. I was like. That's a first, and I actually like killed a couple people, which I, was surprising. I am the worst Widowmaker. And I actually lived long enough as a Tracer to get two ultimates. I was having fun as Tracer, which I was surprised, because I hate playing against Tracer so much. Yeah, Tracer's a, a tough one to, like, especially when you're using her rewind, you're like, okay, where do I end up? I have to remember where I'm going to be. And the thing, I never remember that. It's more of like, well, I'm in danger. Hopefully this will put me out of it. Oh, yeah. I'm still in it. I'm Oops. Still in it. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's kind of a toughie, but yeah, she's fun too. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. cool. So just Overwatch pretty much? Just Overwatch. Well, it sounds like you've been doing a lot given your, your current level status. Thank you. Um. Well, I've been doing, I've been very predictable. Uh, I'm just doing Dark Souls right now. I'm up to 12 bosses. I think I've only got a few left. Like, Oh, speaking of. Make some progress. Speaking of Dark, no. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. Dark Souls, I'm going to say Bloodborne. Oh. I've been watching speedruns of Bloodborne. Yeah? It's fucking intense. Yeah. And it's amazing how fast people can go through it when you know the routes. Oh, yeah. Like, if you know what you're doing, that game is not that long. No. And they even use like some tricks where you fall off the edge and go into like glitchy land and oh, yeah. save yourself. And well, and like a lot of people who speedrun Bloodborne, um, they speedrun version 1.0, so a non-patched version that they have to play offline mm. because that version is the one that we're like, yeah, there's like an exploit where you can kind of go outside the level and like there's a ledge you can jump off of and, and fall right off of. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of very specific tricks of the trade that they do. That um, you know, I get it for a speedrun, but it just doesn't feel like the game anymore. Yeah. But I like when people play by the rules. Or like people who have, like, who, when you do a speed run that's all bosses, mm-hmm. I like that you have to do even the optional bosses. Like, you need to go out of your way to make this happen. Yeah. Um, so Ooh, that's fun. It's rough. That's a rough game. Yeah. Even when you know exactly exactly where to step each time, it's still, like, punishing. <laughs> it's so good, though. Oh, my God. Even just thinking about it makes me so excited. I love it. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. Playing Dark Souls Remastered still. Having a good time. Making some progress. Very nice. And then um, I also am uh, barely playing Detroit Become Human. Like, I really do want to commit to it further. But uh, lately, I've just been all Dark Souls all the time. Yeah. No, I hear you. Sometimes when you get into, like a mode you don't like overwatch like whoever thought it'd fall into an overwatch pit well and a lot of it Not i want to i want to finish dark souls while the multiplayer uh presence is still very very high yeah. just because i like summoning help and i like helping people so i i want to be sure to take advantage of that audience while i can yeah good point so um and right now which oh man the multiplayer is so good it's just everywhere of course i get invaded all the time nice but no that's not nice oh bad i always die 
Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with the PvP, but I still have a good time. <laughs> not nice. So, yeah, so there's that. So, um, just due to uh, us having lots of E3 stuff to cover this week, we are not learning anything. We're right? not. Okay. We're just going to... I don't even think I'm going to do my graphic jam this week. Just you sure? Well, we got... It's only, we've only gone for 38 minutes. All right. We could do my graphic jam. Well, uh, so very briefly, Vinyl Frontier. Yeah. I got like one thing. The Vinyl Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, on the first day of E3 proper... Uh, on Tuesday the 12th, there was a tweet that I saw from Mondo. Um, Mondo, well known for their... Mondo Calrissian? No, if only. <laughs> now, Mondo, known for their a lot of their soundtrack work on vinyl, including some video game stuff, such as Contra, which the lovely Satine got for me at Comic-Con last year. Yes. Um, they announced that they were doing a Last of Us 7-inch, uh, so a single, mm -hmm. 45 single, featuring the two songs from the new 12-minute gameplay demo that was released uh, on the PlayStation press conference. Oh, wow. Um, and they have two versions of it. One sold through the um, Mondo web store, which is a blue and black swirl version of it, and also one that was at the PlayStation gear tent at E3 that was red and black swirl. So I waited in line, and I bought the red and black swirl and the blue and black swirl. I'm assuming will ship sometime soon. But yeah, so that was kind we of exciting. Both. Oh, yeah. And they're the same thing. There's different, different colors. colors. Okay, got it. Just making certain. <laughs> it was, they were only like 15 bucks. Like, so really, it wasn't like that big. It's not like I paid like 50 per thing or anything. No, that's true. Because that would just be stupid. Yeah, that'd be a little dumb. So anyway, <laughs> so yeah. So that's the final frontier. The Cute. End. So, should nice. I be slowing down or stopping or anything? Is there... um, you better stop right there, Rob, Oh, no. What, what, why? you just got stuck in L.A. Pride traffic <laughs> in a graphic jam. Honk, honk. So, what's in the jam today? So, this little Dewey. Dewey. Doobie, I was going to say. <laughs> I like this little Dewey. This little Dewey girl. Uh, Snot Girl is the name of this series, and it was recommended by Violet Femme, mm. um, who's somebody I play with on... Uh, over uh, uh, Overwatch, we play Overwatch together, and she recommended this gorgeous little number to me, and it's called Snot Girl. It's an image, I think. Image puts it out. It is image, correct? And Sorry. Who's the? And by Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung. Oh, uh, yes. he's uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, exactly. And so green hair, don't care. <sighs> I love it. It's so funny. Okay, so basically she's. Her name's Lottie. She's a fashion blogger. Her life is fucking perfect. She's the it girl. Everybody loves her. She looks stunning. But that's just her online presence. Her actual life is a fucking disaster. And she has really bad allergies where every time something bad happens, she's boogering up, snot, blood, tits, everything's a mess. And it's a really funny story about how she just broke up with her boyfriend and this like newbie girl on the scene stole her boyfriend who's been copying her the entire time. And it's just so surface level LA. It's really sad because this is like half the people in LA. I'm an influencer. What do you mean? What do you mean I can't shop here? I'm an influencer. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. Well, and forgive me if you've ever captioned a photo with this but uh todd just uh showed me an instagram person he follows who uh, apparently just took a picture of himself holding like a cup of coffee with the caption coffee vibes i hate that shit yeah like what the fuck 
I'm sorry. I don't know what coffee vibes are, but I'm sure he isn't. Well, that photo had 3,500 likes. Of course. So, did. well, he has Was abs. he naked in it? Every other photo he does is shirtless, so I'm pretty sure that's, Well, that's the only... Okay, you know. so honestly, the only way anybody gets any followers on those damn things is if they're in their underwear at least 90% of their fucking feed because that's all they have to offer well, is the, a body. It's free porn. Yeah. Thank you for giving us the porn. You can have your freedom clothes and underwear you get from and from then, whatever company sends it to and you. And the rest of the time, they're posting pictures with coffee, captioning it, coffee vibes. No, serious. Well, I've been to some of these influencers' houses and like, yeah, you have a million followers on Instagram, but you have no furniture in your apartment. <laughs> There's nothing in here. And why is your mattress on the floor? That's the kind of... It's like you may have, yeah, a million followers, but no one will drive you to the but airport. Nobody fucking cares, really. Yeah, no one will drive you to the airport. <laughs> so, so you got that going for you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not bitter. But it's really funny, and I'm really glad Violet Femme recommended it. Oh, and her um, Instagram is Violet underscore Lay, L-E-I-G-H, just in case you want to say hi and take a look-see at this. And um, yeah, it's cute. That's my, that's it. That's my graphic jam. Nice. Oh, and volume two just came out, and I'm kind of wanting to buy volume two. And it's rated T for teen on the back underneath the barcode. Oh, yes, it is. Wait, where? Underneath the oh, barcode. Yeah, T plus. Oh, T plus. Teen plus. Oh, God. It's so, dirty. Yeah. They're tits, though. Yeah. Nice. Cute. That's all. Graphic jam taking you to the max. All right, then. <laughs> We're adding verses now. Um, all right, so I guess let's go on some E3 stuff. Okay, yeah. So I wrote down some of the, the broad strokes of some cool stuff that got announced at E3. So let's uh, let's get into it. Cool. Um, so, uh, first one, um, that came to mind is the, uh, Microsoft press conference, the one I was at yes. in person, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, like full disclaimer, um, the company I work for, we do a lot of assets for the E3 press conference for Microsoft. Yes. Uh, the previous two years I did them this year. It was not me. So at least I was actually barely like I was not involved. I was, I didn't know a whole lot of what was happening at the Microsoft press conference. Um, so some big news though, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 first kingdom hearts game to ever come to an xbox platform oh wow kind of exciting that's cool um so you know for that cross-section of jrpg and uh or you know j action rpg and uh disney boom also looks kind of cool um i am excited frozen's in it that's that's my selling point wreck it ralph is in it which i'm excited about that and monsters inc like they're doing a lot of pixar which i even like uh you know uh one of my coworkers, uh maddie is really 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 excited about the toy story section but he's like i don't know if i want to play the game but like kind of i feel like i have to because toy story i'm not into the toy story part i'm into the frozen part oh well like (laughs) maddie even has like the shoes that have like the the toy story print on it we're on the soul oh yeah it has andy has andy Andy written in the soul vans yeah he has those yeah. There's a snake in my boot. He's like a huge Toy Story fan. So somebody poisoned the watering hole. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so um also the Microsoft press conference, uh, they announced three new Gears of War games. Oh, oh wow. Three of them. Uh one's Gears Five. Five, yeah. Uh the other one is um it's like a, I forgot what it's called. It might be Gears Tactics. It's a PC game that plays like XCOM or Mario and Rabbids, but like Oh, that's cool. Gears like of Tactics. War World. Yeah, tactical cover based turn based kind of thing let me guess what the third one is it's ios 
It is a mobile game. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of a really interesting partnership because it is surprising to me that it took this long to happen. Yet the funny thing is, I didn't see it coming. But as soon as it came, I was like, oh, yeah, why hasn't that happened yet? It's a collaboration with a popular toy brand. Would you like to take a guess? Transformers? What it is? More mm-hmm. than meets the eye. Less specific than that. Like, oh. it's not a specific IP, it's more of like a type of toy. Or type oh. of it's a it's a toy brand like not toys I guess well, I don't know I'm giving a lot of details I'm just confusing everything I have no idea it's Gears and Funko Pop oh wow okay so I think it's called Gears I think it's called Gears Pop I wouldn't guess that right so it's like but it, it's so funny though if you look like Lego is its own genre of video game at this point. Lego Incredibles is happening right now. They've already done Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones. So Funko's having its own video Lord game. of the Rings, all those things. Now, Funko has partnered with Gears for a mobile game. All right. It's kind of a cool idea. And like the Funko look, I think, lends itself to video games really well. Plus, yeah. Funko is clearly a brand that... Like, just looking at yours, Marvel is okay with working with them. Blizzard is cool with working with them. The world. Yeah, like, they... RuPaul's Drag Race. Seriously. Everything. Like, there's pe- Pennywise. If you're a brand. Yeah, like, you have... Like, The Leftovers got a series of Funko Pops. Yeah. Like... It's nuts. They just do everything. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah it's crazy. And so, um, that was kind of a fun little announcement. Um, they also announced they acquired five new game studios that are now, like, Microsoft own development studios some of them weren't really big surprises some of them were like undead labs which they're the people that made state of decay and state of decay 2 state of decay 2 was an xbox console exclusive so it doesn't really feel like that much of a departure one is playground studios they're the company that makes the forza horizon games uh, which are my favorite of the forzas um they also announced they were uh, acquiring compulsion games who are making we happy few that sort of mod 60s british uh game that got a lot of attention at e3 last year and this year as well um so they acquired them um then there's a new one called the initiative which uh they have not really announced what their game will be yet but it's a brand new company and I cannot believe I was able to rattle all these off. I did not write these company names down, by the hey, way. That's uh, okay. The fifth one, Ninja Theory. The people that made yes. Heavenly Sword, DMC, Enslaved Journey to the West, and most recently, Hellblade, Sinuous Sacrifice. They are now a Microsoft-owned development studio. As of when? Just recently. I mean, they announced this at E3. Because, that's crazy, because Heavenly Blade was... PlayStation only. Heavenly Sword was PlayStation only, yes. Yeah. And so was Enslaved. No, Enslaved was multi-platform. Oh, okay. Never mind. And so was DMC. But then, though, like, Hellblade started off as just Steam and PS4, and it just recently came to Xbox. Uh Um, But yeah, like, I mean, uh, and the nice thing is, actually, a lot of people were kind of upset with them, just because I think I I tend to think of of Ninja Theory as a very PlayStation-centric brand, Mm -hmm. mostly because the first game I ever played of theirs was a PS3 exclusive, being Heavenly Sword. Yeah. Um, and so I often think of them as a PlayStation thing. I played Hellblade on the PS3. Uh, and I played, I think, no, DMC and... Uh, Hellblade was PS3? Oh, sorry, PS2, PS4. My bad, sorry. PlayStation. I played okay. it on the PlayStation ecosystem. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, like, I guess DMC and Enslaved, I played on 360. But um, I, I tend to think of them as a PlayStation development sort of uh, studio. And um, I know that even, like, uh, Tamim, the sort of head of Ninja Theory, he actually issued a video even explaining why... Why they made that move? Yeah, why they 
why they decided to partner to partner with Microsoft. And um, it's a very frank and honest uh, sort of um, explanation. Yeah. And a lot of that is just the. I mean, uh, I'm paraphrasing because I actually I, I need to rewatch the video. It's been so long. But like, you know, he talked about how like I think they were at a point where they almost had to shut down. And like uh, having that sort of backing. Yeah. Is a lot of security for them because like. It's great news that Hellblade paid off as well as it did, but Hellblade was a fairly small production budget, small team, and it just—it's it an indie title. Yeah, it's not the blockbusters that they're yeah. used to making, and so like they kind of had to make a game like that because that's what they could make. And to be honest, like if Hellblade hadn't succeeded, they'd have been gone. Yeah, they would have been gone. Like they can't afford to have a flop. And so now, at least with the backing of a major studio or you know major company, they're able to have a little bit more confidence in that. Yeah. And so I think that's great. I think it's it's all good news. Um, it is a bummer that the PlayStation fans won't have access to games from ninja theory anymore that's a bummer well so devil may cry 5 will not be on playstation devil may cry 5 is not being developed by ninja theory they made dmc the reboot devil may cry 5 which is the next thing i was going to say they announced at uh, xbox press conference being developed by capcom who made the original four but he has the look of the DMC Dante. Dante. Similar. Oh, I'm so confused. Although now I th- I've also even heard that I, I guess the guy, the main guy from the trailer possibly is Nero. Oh, uh, did you make that trailer? No. Thank God. It no. was awful. Uh, but I want to say the guy in the, who's, who's the lead in that trailer with the short hair, that's Nero. And then the guy who shows up on the motorcycle at the end is Dante. That trailer looks, was so bad. Who looks more like Dante from Devil May Cry 4. Because this is a direct sequel to 4, I believe. Gotcha. So, hence it being a numbered entry. It says Devil May Cry 5. So, officially it goes, you know, 1, 2, 3, 4, DMC, Devil May Cry 5. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so Devil May Cry 5. We have a new one coming. I'm yes, excited. Yes, we do. I Well, I'm excited until I saw that damn trailer. It'll be great. Um, and uh, also they announced that Nier Automata coming to Xbox. Oh. Like, I think it's coming out in a couple days. If uh... That's old news. Next. Well, still, <laughs> PlayStation users have already done it, but uh, I'm glad it's coming to Xbox. The game deserves to be played. And so um, I'm happy to hear that whenever a game can that of that like sort of quality can be played by more people, because it was a good one. Um, I just like people playing games. No, I get it. Um, and then it's a uh, disease, Rob. That's a mental <laughs> disorder. But we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, possibly my game of show, like my favorite thing I saw trailer wise, um, of E3 was uh from the makers of The Witcher. Cy- oh yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Holy shit that game looks awesome it looks so good the trailer is wonderful one thing that um cg cd project red is really good at is creating an atmosphere yep wow and uh now there's they're, like they did a closed door demo at e3 that i did not get to see but a coworker of mine did and um a lot of uh writers in the industry saw it and wrote about it apparently the game takes place largely in first person oh and a lot of people were a little worried about that but uh, most people have seen it in action. We're like, nope, it seems pretty good. Like, it seems to work, and it, it should be cool. Um, I'm just excited about... Uh, it has been in development for 100 years. Yeah, it's been in development for a long time. And I'm excited about... like. CD Projekt Red makes a hell of a game, and like they do, they do a killer job with atmosphere and environment, and music is always dope. Well, and like I like The Witcher Three, but Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is oh, it much 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 more your speed, my genre. <laughs> yeah, like that's my because yeah, it feels very Deus Ex. Is it that feels, your bread and butter? Oh my god, I love a dystopian future so fucking Blade much. Runner situation. Yes, that yes. is that's a world I want to be in, and so I'm freaking out excited about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. It just looks so good. 
good. I'm pretty excited too. Um, and then my last little bit of Microsoft news, um, and this is just a thing that I think everyone who knows about this, of course, is the thing that I'm most excited about. From Software, the people who make Dark Souls and Bloodborne announced a new IP. It's called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh, yeah. Feudal Japan. Uh, fast, high-speed combat. Looks yeah. like Bloodborne with a grappling hook. But Steven was talking about Japan. how excited you'd be about that. Freaking <laughs> out excited. Cannot wait. And it comes out in 2019. No other date so far. Just we know the year. But uh, holy shit. But I think they've, they've announced some things though that make me a little worried. Like they've announced that there is no multiplayer component. Which bums me out because I like summoning help and I like helping people. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not in it. Okay. So that's a bummer. But um, I've heard, but because of the whole even the title, Shadows Die Twice, uh, and in the trailer, they sort of suggest that there's a resurrection mechanic. Okay. So maybe death isn't final in this game. But who knows? But I imagine, I'm curious what the risk is or what the... What you must forfeit if you're willing to resurrect, I imagine there has to be a cost. Yeah, these games are not hard or not easy, yeah. and uh, they have to do something in order to maintain uh, the sort of tension that they tend to carry. What other games have they made? Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Oh, it is there. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's tough shit. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to whatever that game will be. Um, and it's being published by Activision, which that actually really surprised me because normally they get published by like Bandai Namco or Atlas or Sony. Um, Activision they make Call of Duty and Skylanders and Destiny. They make blockbuster games, like huge sellers. This game feels very niche. Which I'm surprised that they're willing to to attach to something like that. I think it's cool. I like that they're diversifying their well, portfolio. Well, I think a bit. they're going off of the popularity of Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and they're hoping this becomes one of those the, franchises. Those, those numbers are dwarfed compared to their other franchises. Just, I mean, like they have Call of Duty. Well, yeah, Call of Duty makes eight hundred million dollars in like I mean, a week. Unless you right, well, <laughs> unless you do get a Fortnite or a Overwatch. I mean, Dark Souls ain't too shabby. No, and and also like if that's, I mean, and the nice thing is I do feel like. Uh, as, it's you know as much as Call of Duty gets those blockbuster numbers, like I feel like the Souls games and, and all those get sort of almost like your um, it's almost like your film snobs. It's like blockbuster well, yeah. versus your film snobs. I was just movies. gonna say, look at the player dynamic. Would you want to be friends with the Call of Duty players? They're fun to have a beer with. Or would you want to be friends with the Dark Souls slash Bloodborne players? They're fun to talk about scotch with. Very nice. <laughs> There's the difference. So I think that's an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want beer, you want beer, and I totally get it. Sometimes I you mean, need beer. Sometimes you gotta have a beer. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so that's that. So that was the Microsoft press conference. Pretty Sweet. good one. Yeah. Um, a lot of surprises. It's busy. Um, and then uh, the Bethesda press conference happened, where they announced a new Wolfenstein. Yes. Wolfenstein Youngbloods. Uh, about you played the daughters. BJ's twin daughters. Yeah. Which I'm really excited and very curious uh, about, like how that is going to feel. I'm excited about a Womanstein not, and you're not playing a man. Yeah. Womanstein. Woman. Womanstein. Womanstein. There's two of them. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I think it'll be very cool. I like that. And those games, <laughs> those games play so fucking well. Yeah. Like, I love how they, how those games feel. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. They're um, great games. And then also there was a lot more information on Fallout 76. It's going to be multiplayer. Uh, it's four times the size of Fallout 4, which Damn. sounds massive terrifying uh and play four four is big um but yeah it's weird i don't know personally if i'm that if I'm, it, i don't know if i'm ready for another fallout yet is it gonna have another one of those like fort building things happen there will be uh there, there will be the sort of um settlement building in it 
much like Fallout 4. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm very curious, though, especially it's like their first me- like sort of online t- game of this type. So yeah. that'll be fun to, to experience. They also announced Starfield, which is a game that's been rumored for a long time. Not a lot of details on it, but they announced it. Um, they talked about Elder Scrolls 6. Not a lot of info, but people were freaking out. Oh, but... yeah. Skyrim. Hell oh, yeah. I imagine we're waiting. We're reviewing years before we find before we get a new Elder Scrolls. I think this is like the beginning of it. So like I imagine we got a good couple years on that one. Just just a, a thought. I have no clue though. Uh they announced the Prey DLC, Moon Crash, mm-hmm. which I cannot wait to play. Well guess what who's worked on that? The um trailer for it. Was that a Steven Jam? Miss Steven did. Yay! I'm really excited about that about that game. So yeah. I'm excited about Moon Crash. Um and uh, I what else? Like Bethesda, I only wrote down two things here, but I ended up just going into a whole bunch of other shit. Um, so uh, Ubisoft press conference. Yes. They showed Beyond Good and Evil 2, where a fan favorite character is back. Yes. Jade, she's back. Wait, what? Do you play Beyond Good and Evil? No. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the game's amazing. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Mortal Kombat Jade. No, not that Jade. <laughs> so yeah, Beyond Good and Evil 2, they started the show with that. Uh, Division 2 is like they did a lot of information and uh, on that one i get to play that at e3 which was really fun okay um and they announced starlink which is like a new sort of uh looks pretty all ages title that they're doing um the thing that's truly remarkable about it is they've gotten another partnership with nintendo much like mario and rabbits doing their thing for starlink for the switch they brought in Fox McCloud from Star Fox. Whoa. So, like, I love the fact that Nintendo is willing to partner up with, with Ubisoft. characters. Yeah. Like, I, well, I like that Ubisoft apparently is treating the Nintendo characters right to the point where Ubisoft wants to keep working with them and keep letting characters out to play. Did Ubisoft... No. Who did Rayman? They make Rayman. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. That's where the that's where the rabbits are from. Oh fuck yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, the rabbits are an offshoot of Rayman. That's right, I forgot. Um, and then of course, you know, I'm biased, but uh, Ubisoft also announced Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which we already talked about. Yay, Hello. Rob! Woo. So, um, so there was that, and then um, Nintendo press conference. Yes. Which was a Nintendo Direct, because that's yes. what they do. Um, I actually didn't watch it, but I wrote down some notes of some stuff that was kind of mentioned. Uh, Overcooked two. Which we live for the first one. Seriously, chop the lettuce. Chop the lettuce. Can't wait. Um, <sighs> so funny. A lot of coworkers and friends got to play that at E3. Okay. They said it's awesome. And on the key art, it is confirmed the wheelchair raccoon is back. Oh. My favorite character to play oh, as. Oh, cute. Seriously, I love that they have a disabled player character. That's so cool. And also, just, you know, I love raccoons. So it's just cute. everything, you know, it just checks out. It's awesome. Um, and then uh, they announced that Fortnite was coming to the Switch, and it's out on the Switch now. It's yeah. free to play on the Switch. So, um, you know, one of the biggest games in the world. The kind of awesome biggest, there. I think. Most streamed. I don't know if it's the biggest game in the world yet, but it's definitely the most streamed. Yeah. And it's also apparently ruining children on the schoolyard and stuff. Uh, what? I don't know. It's like teachers are fucking pissed about it because all kids want to do is play Fortnite on their phones. And so, like, it's a total thing. And, like, I've heard multiple stories. Like, as soon as uh, kids get out for recess and they get their phones back, all they do is, like, go outside, sit on the floor, and play Fortnite. Nobody's playing on the jungle gym. Nope. Huh? Everyone's playing Fortnite. Hmm. That is an issue. Yeah. There's, there's, we're going to have a lot of fat kids in this well, future. I think it's going to look like Wally. I think there's been, like, parent teacher conferences and, or, like, actual, like, what do do we do about wow. this Fortnite problem kind of thing? Um, well, I 
Oh, good. Some there's also the problem with um, Fortnite. People spending money on it, like kids. Oh, well, with they, their parents' credit cards. Microtransactions against parents' wealth has been a problem on iOS for a long time. Steven, and, did you tell me that story well, about the kid who spent six hundred bucks on their parents' credit card on Fortnite? Well, that that that's a problem with a lot of of free to play titles in general, and like I think Apple's gotten pretty good about refunding purchases that you can like prove were done yeah sort of apparently against fortnite will. has this return policy now yeah well you kind of have to because it's so many parents are handing kids their phones and especially when it's a game like oh, say, and the money's connected to the phone yeah and, and when it's a game like say like candy crush or something gotcha. where it's like you can only play until you die x amount of times and you have to wait 20 minutes for more lives kids will just press a button until they can keep playing not realizing it's costing real money to the parent yeah and so um just you know uh and a lot of people put in those measures where now like you can't buy something or whatever like you the, the literally like the game won't buy anything but like i know they're pretty good about returns for that sort of stuff yeah um you'd have to be or else you're gonna have a court issue <laughs> right um and then um one of the cooler things they announced a new mario party which i don't really like mario party games that much you know i like it when it's a party yeah i mean they're, they're cute i don't know if i've ever really thought of them as great games but they're fun um the coolest thing is though you can connect you can connect multiple switches like there oh, was in the trailer it was fascinating there's like one thing where i'm gonna do this with our phones just so you can see it um i'll try to describe it the best i can like there's a thing where like if it's like a tank style mini game or something mm-hmm. where um you need to uh first thing like we have to accomplish something or maybe get the other players and the way that though you build the arena say like I have a Switch, you have a Switch, we're playing together. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we take we took my two Joy-Con off for two different players to use. We took your Joy-Con off for two players to use. So it's four players, two screens. Uh-huh. The way it works, like you take the screens and you can configure them next to each other any way you want. Like, oh, this seems good. Like, look at our phones where like I made almost like a T-shape. Mm-hmm. Then to establish sort of like the bearings of how they're put together, you take a finger and you drag it across one screen and then across the other. And now it knows that's what the arena looks like. And it will build an arena to your two switches where like if you're playing on one screen and you happen to cross it'll move on to the other one because they know that they're connected right there. Like, it's really cool. In the trailer is, is a fascinating bit of tech. I was super impressed. Nintendo's breaking all the barriers. Seriously, I love the, how much fun they're having with the Switch just for kind of breaking standard sort of structure of how video games look and feel. And yeah. then for them to actually find a way to make two Switches work together with a simple swipe of a finger. Wow. Crazy. Genius. Um, they're like the Bill Gates of... They're the Willy Wonka of video okay. games. Like, they're crazy. So, um, yeah, I thought that was super neat. And then um, last little bit of like news from Nintendo that really kind of moved the needle for me, they announced a new character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I know who it is, but I can't think... It's a little space pirate by the name of Ridley from Metroid. Oh, I didn't know that. The big purple dragon looking thing. Oh, wow. They shrunk him down a little bit, but Ridley. Oh, boo. Well, now he fits in with the rest of the players. He's the size of Bowser? Yeah. Cute. But yeah, so Ridley has joined the fight. That's I'm sweet. so excited. I always play as Samus, but I think you I might start I'll... playing as Ridley. You can't wait for that amiibo. Oh, oh my God. Which <laughs> I believe they have announced there will be a Ridley amiibo. I believe they announced that. Yeah, or if not, it's a dream and it needs to fucking happen because I want it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Rob has spoken. Yep. Hey, last time I asked for a Metroid amiibo, you it got happened. It in like so two months. I think they're, they already announced a Ridley one, but just in case, I want it. Um, and then the last press conference uh, that like dropped a lot of stuff uh sony yes i know them yeah 
Yeah. Uh, so they started off with a like 12 minute Last of Us 2 demo. Oh my god. That started off very, very gay. What a gorgeous trailer. It was a, that was a great piece. I cannot wait for that game. Well, you're going to have to because they haven't given a release date yet. I'm very excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> god, isn't it a great time when you could have a lesbian as your main character? I love that the trailer started with just like, hey, Ellie lesbian romance and now we're into crazy violence and i also love how even it's i love how the other the woman that she's with that she's dancing with is possibly a straight woman possibly a gay woman it's just two people well and that does because like i I remember even when i played uh left behind Mm -hmm. i was like i don't know if ellie's gay yeah like her and Riley are close, and this is a moment, but I don't know if it means anything more. Or if they're just kids. Yeah, like because like, they were just kids. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're both just kids, and so like I never wanted to sort of like just be like hard and fast that Ellie's gay. Yeah. Um, and at least I I do like the fact that they have sort of made this choice now for Last of Us Two. Like Ellie is a gay character, and to start off their press conference so unapologetically like tender. Yeah. Uh, Naughty Dog is such a great storyteller. They are. And those fucking graphics. Oh my god, right? Oh my god. It's crazy. It's, I mean, Steven was like, I want to get a 4K and a PS4 Pro and a 4K television just for this game. I think you have lots of time. They have not given a release date for well, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although, we'll most, s- most games you're playing will look better. That's true. We're saving our pennies in the piggy bank. You should. <laughs> um, so, uh, the um, yeah, a lot of their stuff looked really good. Also, fun fact also friend and listener of the podcast steve hi steve steve's wife her voice was in the last of us gameplay demo really yes she is the woman who uh i uh, i think she's the one who yells that uh she's in the grass and oh, then yeah, yeah and then she looks under the car and gets shot in the face that was so scary yeah that was that was rebecca oh i'm sorry rebecca you got shot in the face hey she was in a naughty dog trailer and it was so worth it sacrifice sacrifice right like I, and yeah, I believe that was her. So that's pretty exciting. Um, of course, we won't know for sure until I guess the game comes out and the credits are in there. But um, yeah, sounds like her. Well, maybe Steve knows. <laughs> well, Steve's pretty confident about it too. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, she's being modest. Nice. Um, that's but, awesome. But yeah, so a lot of the stuff on the PlayStation press conference looked real nice because the next game they showed was Ghost of Tsushima, uh, from Sucker Punch Games, the people who made Infamous. Yeah. And Feudal Japan, crazy violence fucking gorgeous yeah i cannot wait wish there was a release date but when it comes i will play it very excited about that yeah they had a lot of great showings this year they did and they announced the new game from remedy studios the people who made alan wake and uh quantum break for the xbox uh it's called control where has the woman sort of like playing with time looking looks neat i'm excited i like remedy though i like the games they make i feel like as a side note that the reason we're seeing so many great games is that I think it was like what last year or two years ago it was announced that video games are making more money than blockbuster films and like the industry is like this many billions of dollars above like what films make in terms of entertainment. I think now we're starting to see other companies catch up to this moment where everybody wants to put something really amazing out because everybody wants to get into that game. Well, and yeah, I mean, all you have to do is look at games. I mean, of course, you know, there's only a handful of games that are just like singularly making all of the money. That's true. Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto, without fail, those games make, I think, almost like a billion dollars. Like, yeah. Or, or more, I think. Because, like, what, uh, the last, like, GTA V, I think, opened to, like, $880 million in, like, 
six days, something like that. It was like a, the number is absolutely mind boggling. Yeah. So like that game way cleared a billion, and it's still one of the top selling games at all times. Yeah. Um, not every game does that. But then you get gems that don't make as much money, but get tons of accolades, like The Witcher. Totally. Yeah. And I think The Witcher ended up still selling pretty well. Yeah. Not quite like you know Call of Duty numbers, but. Yeah. The prestige, like it wins awards, like lots of awards. And I mean, even... it has a TV show coming out based on it now. Totally. So, yeah. So, um, and then uh, the last, or so that like briefly, they also announced a new game, also from FromSoft, the people who make Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah. They're making a PSVR game, and it's called uh, Deracine. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't even know how it's pronounced, but it's a PlayStation VR game from FromSoft. Looks like to be very different from everything they do, which should be interesting. Okay. Um, going faster now is because time. Uh, Resident Evil Two remastered. John from work is very ex- friend and coworker. Oh Don, yeah, freaking out about it. He's very excited. Super uh, excited. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it looks really great. He got to play it. He said it was super fun. Today I was watching a speed run of Resident Evil Two. Well, the remake's coming in January. It's yeah. coming soon. Uh, Neo Two got announced another feudal japan souls like three yeah crazy nuts uh neo 2 neo 1 just came out last year yeah well i mean i don't know what if the what the date is for neo 2 it might be way far off okay. but it got announced announced gotcha. um and then uh they showed death stranding the game from hideo kojima the running joke that will never end i do sort of feel like uh we might just get a billion more trailers for that and the game may never come uh but um hopefully i'm just being cynical trailer was interesting i just don't know what to make of it i still have no idea this man's delivering a baby that's all i know yeah the the kojima's crazy but uh he is one of the few sort of like video game auteurs we have out there so i'm kind of wanting to let him let his freak flag fly and hopefully whatever he makes is still interesting by the time it's done yeah um yeah right now it's definitely intriguing because it's more questions than answers yeah uh and then lastly um and this is a thing uh spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this trailer but it's a trailer so it's out there uh destiny 2 they've sort of talked about they've outlined their sort of year two plan for destiny 2 like all the new expansion content they're doing the first one's called the forsaken and in the trailer yes. it shows that Cade 6 is dead nathan fillion's character hmm. gets gunned down uh-oh. And that's, like, the start of The Forsaken. I, I watched the trailer. Well, there was a teaser that sort of suggested it, and then there's a trailer that literally shows a guardian, like, carrying him. I don't remember which one I saw. Yeah. Well, Cade 6 is, is dead. Aww. Oh, well. So, he is a robot, though, so hopefully he can be, like, you know, rebooted, rebuilt. That's fixed. how far uh, I care about Destiny 2. Hey, <laughs> he's he's my my guy. Oh, I know. I was with the girl. Like, he's my... I forget her name now. He's my, my vanguard guy or whatever. Yeah, like, he's your leader. Yeah. Your your clan. Mine was the girl. What's her name? The wizard. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> Zavala, him. There's Zavala, Cade 6, and I can't remember her name. I feel terrible. I can't remember her name. I can't remember either. Hmm. Well, can we just talk about the farm music? Oh, the farm music's so good. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that's my E3 news. There was a lot more at E3, but like honestly, uh, it could go on forever. We don't have all night, but we can go through the games if we want to play them or not. Yeah, do real we have fast time for that. We do. Well, like, then we got just teeny tiny little news afterwards. Should we stop it and then restart? No, let's go. Okay, so anthem. I definitely want to play it. Yes. I'm hearing, by the way, it plays very well. Like I I'm hearing cannot. it's satisfying. Wait, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Duh, duh. Pfft. 
um, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. I'm intrigued because it's very Life is Strangey. Same developers. This one behind you worked on that trailer. Oh. And it, that one's, uh, what, free to play, right? Yeah. Free to play. So I love the really. Life is Strange universe. I want to be a part of it. I want, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's a, it's a smaller game, I think. Well, so. I imagine so. Yeah, so that'll be very exciting. Um, what about Battlefield Five? I don't tend to get into realistic military shooters. I'm always willing to give it a go, but I, I, if this one, like, if a copy lands on my lap, I'll play it. But I wouldn't rush out to buy it unless, like, someone I trust very close is playing it also, and also can tell me in a way that would speak to me about how excited how excited I should be. All right. You know, like I need somebody to relate it to how I how I'd actually enjoy it. Because like I never would have bought Overwatch, except I caved to peer pressure, and luckily I had friends who were able to encourage me to choose the right hero mm-hmm. to find my attachment for the brand. So what, what what hero was that that you found your attachment with? Um, Soldier seventy six. No, it was I think it was uh it was Mercy and oh. then uh Reinhardt. Oh, cool, nice. Uh, I mean, and obviously Hanzo because he's nice to look at, but that's yeah. it. Though. Oh, Hanzo's so hot right Hanzo. now. They nerfed him. They're nerfing him. I heard, yeah, they're, they're, there's, they, I think they made his uh, his rapid fire arrows weaker or something right there. By 10 points. Lame, but still. I'm, I still They have him. to be. That rapid fire is just a sure, he's he's a little, sure kill. He's a little OP right now. It's not cute. But I love him. Okay. So what about Battletoads? Yeah, I don't know either. I, I'm, I'm always like I like the original Battletoads. I'm terrible at it, but I'm willing to give it a go. I think the the and two and a half D. That sounds like a game I'm totally gonna be into just based on the way its art's gonna be. Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil too. Yes, yes. I stood up and cheered at my desk last year when they announced that. By the way, really love the original. So I don't know a lot of these, so I'm not gonna go through all of them. Call of Cthulhu. That looks scary. I'm intrigued because it's a remake of an old Xbox game. Yeah. Um, no, Call of Duty. No. No, thank you. I won't be there for that. Those games are too fast for me. I actually feel like I'm old when I play them. <sighs> and they're all whiny kids playing them. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they are. Catherine, full body. I am thinking of going, but going back into that. I liked it the first time. I would probably do it again. Hmm. Children of Morta? Don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Hmm. What about... I don't know that one. God, there's a lot. I've never even heard. Creed Rise and Glory? Creed Rise to Glory is a VR game from Servio Studios, and I've actually played it. It is fucking fun. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us about it. What is it? Uh, it's it's um ties into the Rocky Creed universe. You know, Creed the movie with Michael B. Jordan. Um, oh. So it's, it's a boxing game in VR, and it feels so good. And like the way they handle you getting hit super hard is really fascinating. And also, even the way they deal with knockdowns, they're they're really playing with the conventions of VR in a very meaningful way. It's hmm. it's good. Cuphead, the delicious last course. I love the concept of it. I haven't finished Cuphead, but I know John is excited about it because he's actually finished that game. Ooh, I haven't so, even played it, but I am. It is hard. I love a 2D platformer. It There's not a whole lot of platforming. It's mostly just boss battles. I love a 2D boss battle. They're, it's hard. <laughs> uh, Cyberpunk. Oh my God, yes. Yes! And, Shut up and take my money. Okay, Death Stranding. Who fucking cares? I'm intrigued. <laughs> Devil May Cry 5. Approved. Nope. You're crazy. I didn't play four. Four is not my favorite, but I'm I didn't play about DMC five. either. You're crazy. But DMC I, is so good. I I love Dante. DMC is amazing. Hmm. Tom Clancy's the Vi- Division Two. Yep, I'm excited. I like the Division One. 
uh, Doom while. Eternal. Yep, approved. Yeah, I totally forgot to mention that in the Bethesda press conference. Yeah, hello. I fucking love Doom. Yas Queen. Yeah. Dying Light Two. Yes, I'm actually. I'm. I like Dying Light One. Didn't finish it, but I liked it. The Elder Scrolls Six. That thing is not even worth talking about. It's so fucking far TBA away. TBA <laughs> for no platform. <laughs> I'll probably play it because I, I played through Skyrim. It's in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play it for sure. I love that shit. Fallout 76. <laughs> I'll play it. I like Fallout. I'll play it after I play Fallout 4, which who knows when that will be. Fear the Wolves? Don't know that one. I don't either. Um, let's see what else do we got. So, nope, nope, nope. Forza Horizon Four. Yup, love it. Don't know that one. Forza. It's a racing game. Exclusive oh, yeah. to Microsoft. Platforms. That's right. You talked about that last time. Yep. Gears Five. Sure. Gears I'll play. Th- I'll play it cooperatively. I like playing that with a friend. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. I cannot wait. Yeah, I probably won't play that one either. You crazy. It's hard. It's like Shogun World. What? We don't know if it's hard. It's easy. <laughs> Halo Infinite. Um, I don't have an Xbox. I'll play that if I can do multiplayer with somebody. Uh, officially, I don't like the Halo games never really totally captured me unless I was playing with a friend. There are so many fucking games. Yeah, we're only in the H's. We're going alphabetically here. We're going to have to... Just Cause 4. Yeah, sure, yes. Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. Yes. I'm Even terrible. though... I'm terrible with money is what we're picking up here. Yeah. The Last of Us Part 2. Yes. Duh. <laughs> Um, 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 nope, 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 Mario Tennis. I'm not thrilled about Mario Tennis Aces, although I've heard it's fun. I watch people play it, and it looks really fun. <laughs> I will totally play it if yeah. somebody has it. That one's a no for me, but I can recognize the fun that everyone will have. Metro Exodus. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, Even though the first two Metros were super hard for me. Neo 2. Yep. That's yours. All yours. Yep. Uh, Overcooked 2. Yes. Yeah. And play, uh, Prey, Moon Crash. That's already out. You can be playing that right now. Okay. Why aren't we playing it, Steven? I haven't bought it yet. Damn them. Mm. Mm. Rage 2. No. If they put Tank Girl in it, like I suggested. I'm, 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 I'm curious because I like Avalanche Studios and I hear that Mad Max was good, but I just don't like the world of Rage that much. Yeah, I didn't play the first one. Yeah. Even though I think we have it. I'm totally willing to be proven wrong, though. Resident Evil 2 Remake. I probably won't play it. I probably won't either. But, but I will watch people play it. I'd be willing to give it a go. Yeah, I'll watch it on the Twitch. That's one I'll probably buy when it's on sale. If I had a PC or Xbox, I would totally buy this one, Sea of Thieves, because mm. it looks so cute. It's cute. Um, I put a I put a couple of hours into it. I've played. A I bit. hear mixed reviews. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's an interesting game. It, like it's yeah, it's it's interesting because it feels like a different sort of model of game. Yeah. Than we're used to, just because it's very very live kind of thing where it's very multiplayer focused. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Cannot wait. Steven worked on that. I assumed. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> that one behind you. He's he worked on that one. Uh yeah, I can't wait for that either. Um Soul Calibur 6. Nope. I used to love Soul Calibur. Remember when they had um you could buy the Xbox that had Yoda or mm-hmm. the PlayStation 4 had Darth Vader and the GameCube had Link. So dope. Yeah. I had the Darth Vader one, of course. <laughs> Um, Spider-Man! Cannot wait. Steven got to play it at E3, and mm-hmm. he really loved it. Yes, uh, my boss played it at E3, and he said it was great. It was yeah. his favorite game he played at E3. Sweet. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? I don't know that one. That's the new one from Respawn Entertainment. We haven't seen any footage yet. Yeah, TBA. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate! Yep. And Mario Party! Nah. Maybe. I'll play it at a friend's house, but I won't buy it. Super Meat Boy Forever. 
I never finished Super Meat Boy Vanilla, so it's I doubt I'll do cute. that. The Tetris Effect. That looks cool. That one is the one that's PSVR, I think. Uh, yeah. And it looks super and cool. PS4. Yeah, it looks super neat. I'm excited about that one. The fucking, I love the trailer. The music is so good. Oh, yeah. You oh, have to get that soundtrack. And, and Beat Saber got announced for PSVR as well, which is pretty fun. On I played it on Oculus, and it's pretty good. Vampire. I actually bought that a couple days ago. I haven't really? Played it. I haven't played it yet, but I bought it. I... It's from Don't Nod, the people who made Remember Me, Life is Strange, uh, the it's... new one. I can't tell. Is it an action game or is it a story game? Um, it is an RPG with action, but the action is not especially challenging from what I hear. Gotcha. Yeah, the the trailer confused me, but it looked... I love vampires. Well, and I... I love Victorian... Or not Victorian. I love... um. That type, what is it called? I think it's, it's, uh, like, yeah, Victorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Jack the Ripper era? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, like, I, um, I, I watched the IGN video review of it, and it seems like, you know, uh, um, the reviews on it are kind of unanimously like seven out of 10. It's like, it's fine. It's not perfect, but it's, it's fine. And you can work with it. I'm willing to give a single player experience that is kind of clear on what it wants to accomplish my money, because yeah. I want to encourage more games like that. Anything with bloodsuckers, I'm there. Yeah, totally. Um, and I loved all the interview with the vampire jokes in Deadpool 2. No, oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. Everybody's a Kristen Dunst. <laughs> Kristen? Kristen. Kirsten. <laughs> uh, we happy few. Yes. Oh, looks rough. Um, but in a good way. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yup. Yup. And Yakuza Kiwami. <laughs> I don't know that one. Is there a number on that one? <laughs> Two. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I've decided I'm kind of just committing to the, the full. And zero. There's a zero also. Zero's already out. Okay, I two. I, I, or maybe zero hasn't come out yet. But like I've committed. I've decided I'm going to commit to the, the Yakuza series. I just haven't played with any of them yet. That was literally 10% of all the games. There's a lot that talked was, about AD3. This it was, that's nuts. Yeah, but whatever. We don't have time for all that shit. Yeah. Cute. Well, I'm glad we have lots to look forward to. Thank you, E3, for for expanding our imaginations. And so, other quick little uh, snippets of news. Yeah, go let's, for let's it. Let's talk non E3. Um, so uh, this is the thing. Uh, so uh, me, I was trying to get these information up, and it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so Eon Flux. Remember that show? I love that show, and I love the movie too. They have announced that there's going to be a live action television series made what? for MTV. Is it also going to star, star Charlize Theron? I doubt it. Oh. But um, they haven't really given a whole lot of information yet, except that it is going to happen. And I figured that you would uh, you would be excited about that. Uh, I'm super excited. And I love the cartoon, but I, I thought the movie was amazing, even though it didn't do well. And a lot of people haven't seen it. But I thought it was really good. I saw it and I remember almost nothing of it because I, I I didn't care for it very much. Oh, I liked it. It didn't leave a big impression on me. But wow, poop on what you. What can you do? What can you do? I have it if you want to borrow it. I might need to rewatch that. Sometime. Yeah. Um. Uh. GameStop is up for sale. That's what I heard. Not a yeah. lot of details yet, but that's pretty gnarly. No, apparently Amazon is taking over the video game and Steam. I mean, everything is digital now, and you don't really need a storefront. Mm-hmm. So. Welcome to the new age. Seriously, and all the physical stuff I buy, I tend to buy from Amazon. Yeah, because it's easy. Yeah, just shows up at my office. The best. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, next bit of news I have. Um, PlayStation is rebranding their greatest hits line to the PlayStation Hits. Uh, they just announced it. So for the PlayStation Four, they've already announced the first eight titles in their series, hmm. twenty bucks each. Wow. For Battlefield Four, Uncharted Four, Street Fighter Five, Bloodborne. 
Doom, uh, Yakuza 0, Metal Gear Solid 5 Complete Edition, and Ratchet and & Clank. And they're all 20 bucks? 20 bucks each. Sweet. And they will be discounted in the PlayStation Store, and they're coming out uh, in the sort of standard uh, greatest hit colored red box with a little extra red banner uh, on them, so you kind of can recognize the uh, the bargain ones on the shelf. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, so all they, right. They just announced those. Well, the world's first module, module HD retro game console is coming out called the Polymega console. Oh, I've heard about that. It's one where like, yeah, you buy things that plug into it for each and different console, right? Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I was want announced that. at E3, and it's going to have everything from say you could play CDs to cartridges uh, to yeah. I'm very excited. Got it all. So that should be fun, and it looks kind of cool. Looks yeah. kind of like a, a building, a city building. Well, I like the idea of being able to like, oh, if you just want to play Genesis games, you can just get the Genesis module. But if you want to do Sega CD or stack them up, or you know Super Nintendo, then you can kind of yeah. add and and. I customize. love that they have CDs. Yeah. Oh my god. Time to Remember dust those off days? My, time to buy a copy of Snatcher for Sega CD. I know. Let's make it happen. Wow. The Jaguar. The Jaguar. Jaguar. You can play the original Rayman. Oh my god. Because that was for originally for Jaguar. You know what game I always liked? Well, I always wanted to play on Jaguar was Alien um, vs. Predator? Yes, that one. And Jurassic Park. Uh, was I, the, I, the Jurassic Park for the 3DO is the one I've always been kind of like morbidly curious about, even though I hear it's terrible, but yeah, I played Jurassic World, 3DO. I played Jurassic World Evolution at E3 this year. Is that the, the it's like a sim. Yeah. I kind watched of, some people play it on Twitch. It looks cool. It looks neat. I mean, I, I'm kind of done with theme park sims hmm. just cause I did a lot of roller coaster tycoon, a lot of theme I park. I love dinosaur park you know. tycoon. And so I'm kind of like, it was really fun. I think I might be done. I think I'm okay with just the movie, but like for those that want it, I does seem like it'll be the right game for them it's super cute yeah yeah um oh yeah go for it you go uh no i'm done i saw one news i had and um there are two ongoing trends in video games that aren't so cute one is that video game gambling such as hashtag loot boxes Mm -hmm. is on the rise for badness yeah they're getting a lot of problems right now because people are gambling their money, as they say, on these these in-game well, purchases. Yes, I don't really necessarily consider it gambling, but I I am kind of happy that maybe some that we're kind of referring to it as gambling a little bit to sort of help possibly curb the loot yeah. box kind of thing. Like, it's, I don't hate how Overwatch does them, but like, I can uh, well, still Overwatch recognize... Well, Overwatch is very... I mean, they give you good stuff. Well... Even if you don't purchase it. The one thing I wish that you could do is like, oh, I, you know, just if I'm giving you real money, I would like to at least elect what I'm buying. Yeah. Like I'd like to choose it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, I don't mind buying loot boxes. It's kind of a thrill. Yeah. But especially I do wish if I could just be like, oh, it's a dollar per loot box or you can just pay five bucks and get this one skin you want. Like I would totally do that. Well, Fortnite skins are super expensive. Well, yeah. Well, it's like even just, you know, like looking at uh, even like I used to play Simpsons Tapped Out and like the the uh, the economy in that game was really kind of nuts. And that like, oh, to unlock a character is so many premium currency, the donuts, that it would cost like eight to ten bucks to unlock a character. Like, and the character didn't do that much. I was just kind of surprised just how expensive everything was. Like, if you want to charge a dollar or two per character, I get that. I'll give you a buck or two. Yeah. But, like, when you're asking, like, eight, ten, twenty dollars for a who's single 20? character. Like, I want, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I haven't played, I haven't played that game in years. I know who's twenty. It's Comic Book Man. Because, like, so Duff Man. Cute. Yeah, somebody. I don't know. But, yeah. It was crazy. Anyway, so, yeah. Well, and what's the other troubling thing? Um, part two is that... Um, 
Game addiction is now officially considered a medical disease. Yay! Rob, I'll have to take you to video game AA. Seriously, I think I have a problem. You haven't. It's you. It's the bummer. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, but yeah. If I'm going to have an addiction, I'm glad it's video games. Seriously, they're, they're, you would be doing much worse. Yeah. So, so. Right. Well, I think that's all the news. There was a lot of news there. We were moving uh, yeah. fast this episode. That's okay. People like that. Right? I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we did E3. We did that. We did that. Okay, crush. It's time for the crush. It's time for the crush. Crush. Of the week. Crush. Who are you? Crush. Oh, my God. You had your can with you. Yeah, I was able to crush it. That's nice. Um, Go for it. My crush, Um, I mean, who knows? As the game develops further, I might decide that I don't like him as much. But uh, given the one-third of the game that I'm through of Detroit Become Human, Marcus. He's just kind of dreamy. I don't remember Marcus. He's, I, I can't tell you the actor's name because I don't know it. Uh, he's the guy that's on Grey's Anatomy. McDreamy? No, 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 no. Uh, he's uh, Jesse Williams. I don't know what that means. That guy. He was in Cabin in the Woods. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. His eyes, I remember those eyes. Seriously, like, yeah, he's got these like very arresting green eyes. He's just a lovely, lovely man. So, I like that. Why do, well, what do you like about him? Well, I like the fact that he, at least in Detroit, he, I mean, first off, he looks like, uh, he looks like Jesse Williams, so that's pretty, it's a pretty good start right that's there. Good start. Um, and I like that he's, he, like, at least the way I'm playing him, he is, um, slightly a revolutionary, but also he's kind of playing by the rules. Like, he's trying to live within the system, but also possibly make some changes. Is he a cop? No, he's a, he's an android. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, um... In the first situation where I entered, where he really could have stood up for himself and kind of been, you know, spoke up for what's right, he kind of turned the other cheek and uh, was the bigger man. Sweet. So, All right. mad respect for Marcus from Detroit Become Human. You go, Marcus. Not hey. only are you attractive, you're also just right now being the more stand-up dude uh, that I wish I could be every single day. And you look good in a Speedo. That might be true. I'm not sure. Yes, baby. <laughs> Oh, right. Who are you crushing on? I'm crushing on, even though it hasn't even come out yet, <laughs> Dante from Devil May Cry 5. So at the very end of that trailer, the one on the motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> so hot. Even though I already liked, I crushed on Dante from DMC already. I don't care. This is a different Dante. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dante, you stay. Hey, I've crushed on multiple different skins of characters. That's true. And I'm okay with that. All right. I stand by it. I mean, Dante's hot. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, gorgeous. Yeah, he can get it. Yeah, he could tap that. <laughs> I mean, like, all night. Whoa. He is, he's a vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's not really a vampire, is he? Isn't he like a demon? Yeah. He still stays up all night. He's otherworldly. I will make him stay up. Whoa. All night. Whoa. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. So there you have Thank it. You. All right. Well, that is our official E3 slash Pride episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sticking with us. And um, yeah, even before we get into the socials, just, yeah, the world's scary out there. Just be safe. Yeah, be safe. Do what you can. And I'm sorry if you live in an area where it's really affecting your area, because that yeah. sucks. So anyway, sorry, not to get serious, but yeah, it's a thing that has to be touched on every now and then. You know what they say, life is strange. That is. That so is become strange. a superhero. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. So where can we find you? You can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and Satine on Twitch. 
much. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter and at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, which I have not put any more highlights up yet. But Someday. One day. Um, or you can send us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play. And if you get a chance, please go read my article. Yes, go read the article. Yeah, it's up on our Twitter. She talks about a rakishly handsome co-host several I, times in it. I do, and but it, it's all true. So. Oh, you. Oh, no, it was, you. it's a very nice article, and it's it's very well written. It's very eloquent, and it's... um. Thank you. It's it's like And it's uplifting. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's hopeful and, and just very positive, which... Seriously, I just feel like uh, everywhere is just fucking negative right now. Yeah. Myself included. So it's kind of nice to have something sort of, you know, be like, hey, yeesh. Yeah. It's it's okay. It w- It's already been shared over 200 times. Off nice. Of the Advocate, which is cool because a lot of articles that are, because it's under the transgender section, mm. which is fine with me, but they don't get a lot of shares, you know, because, mm. you know, it's very niche. Yeah. But yeah, 200 is pretty good so far. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. So please go read it and yeah. And share it. And share it. Oh yeah, please share it. Thank you. And I think that's it. That I think that's it for now. All right. Until next week and chowsies. Bye bye. Oh yeah, and uh keep driving safe out there, Nick. Oh, love you, Nick. He's on the road right now. Oh yeah. He texted me when he was in Oregon. Yeah, so enjoy this podcast and keep driving safe out there, okay? Yeah. Tell us when you go to Chicago. All right. Yes, please. <laughs> bye. bye. Thank you.